Hello and welcome to another episode of Full Court Finance here at Zacks. I'm your host, Ben Rains. And today we're taking a look at whether or not investors should consider buying two tech titans that are really beaten down before earnings. And those two stocks we're looking at today are Meta and Amazon. But before we get into everything, remember to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast and make sure to check out our zacks.com slash promo page for a look at some of our services, portfolios, and more. So quickly before we dive into Meta and Amazon, it's worth just going over the market because there's been a, some trends we've seen so far that could maybe help decide whether or not you buy Meta and Amazon right away or hold off until after earnings. So uh, this past Wednesday kind of kind of highlighted two major themes of the market so far in 2023, which is volatility and broader bullishness. So we saw the market tumble off the open on Wednesday with the S&P 500 back under uh, three key levels that Wall Street's been watching. That's that 4,000 level for the S&P 500 and the 200-day and 50-day moving average. But then kind of in a flash, they jumped right back above those levels and we saw a nice day uh, on Thursday as well. And then the market's off to uh, somewhat mixed start Friday morning. But the last time I looked, the NASDAQ was up about uh, 0.7% with the S&P 500 up about 0.3%. So broad positivity as we try to end uh, another week on a high note on this Friday. So the broadly upbeat start to the busy part of the quarterly earnings season seems to suggest that Wall, Wall Street thinks the earnings downturns already mostly priced in. So if that outlook for earnings does indeed hold up, the market could easily extend this nice run. So we did see Microsoft provide some downbeat guidance alongside some other economic bellwethers. But Wall Street's shaking that off in favor of relatively solid outlooks from Tesla and others. Let's also remember that the last year or so has kind of been Wall Street taking uh, stocks back down to levels that they think are appropriate for the coming earnings decline and higher interest rates. So if we don't see that earnings cliff that many people have feared and the overall earnings outlook holds up, uh, we could possibly see the bottom already be in the rear view. But that, once again, that's a big if, depending on how the earnings trends shake out, especially after uh, Apple and Amazon and Alphabet and Meta and some of the stocks, uh, some of the big names reporting next week uh, report their guidance. So with this in mind, we also know that the other big thing that moves stock prices outside of earnings is interest rates. And we know at this point that Wall Street's all but guaranteeing that the Fed's going to roll out a 25 basis point rate hike at the end of its FOMC meeting that ends on February 1st. So that would be uh, following a 50 basis point hike in December and then mark a slowdown from a wave of 75 basis point hikes that helped the Fed kind of undertake their big uh, inflation fighting stance. So that puts the February hike just 50 basis points away from the projected peak. So we're kind of already seeing the market price in that Fed pivot. So all of this has created this broader bullishness to the start of 2023. And right now, Zach's estimates are calling for quarterly earnings estimates to kind of bottom out in the second quarter of 2023 when they were expected to see a 4% decline and then return to growth in Q3. So all of this is setting up this broad positivity. And now we're going to take a look at Meta as our first name. So Meta Platforms, which trades in the ticker Meta, is formerly Facebook. Uh, some people probably still say Facebook. Meta's weird when Facebook had been such a big part of our lives uh, and still is. 
They report their quarterly earnings on February 1st. So those are the Q4 2022 results. So the social media giant posted its second consecutive revenue drop in Q3, uh, while the metaverse losses are continuing to climb. So sales were down over 4% year over year in Q3 uh, as it deals with a slowing economy and a slowing ad segment, uh, which we'll touch on in a second. So the stock tumbled after those Q3 results to put it uh, below the $300 billion market cap for the first time since 2016. But the stock has surged since then with investors maybe wanting to consider Meta kind of as a longer-term discount play. So we're going to see possibly why. So uh, we all know that over the last several years, Meta has dealt with a lot of issues. Uh, they changed their name as a kind of a pivot to this new metaverse that Mark Zuckerberg's trying to go in. They also said that Apple's tracking changes were going to have a huge, possibly $10 billion dent on sales in 2022 alone. Uh, this caused their stock to plummet at one point. And then, as we mentioned, the company changed their name. They're going kind of all in on this new world of the metaverse, which has not paid off. And it's actually costing them a lot of money at this point. So they're pouring billions of dollars and tons of resource in the metaverse. A uh, bet that people kind of eventually live some or much of their lives in this new digital world via avatars. Uh, the hope is that they will spend their attention and their real money in there. So it's could come to fruition. We're not really sure at this point. Uh, we know that they're trying to slowly pivot away from Facebook and some of this, but those companies are still doing really strong. Uh, Apple's changes obviously have impacted Facebook and Instagram and uh, other companies such as Snapchat with those mobile ad focused business. But uh, we should note that in terms of the money they're losing on Meta at the moment, which is kind of the big concern alongside just the slowing growth, uh, is that Meta's Reality Labs unit, which is uh, driving the company's virtual reality and metaverse efforts, posted revenue of just $285 million for the quarter in Q3, which marked a decline of 49%. Uh, this was due to lower sales of those Quest 2 virtual reality headsets, and the company also said it had an operating loss, that unit of $3.7 billion, and expects that figure to grow significantly. So this is why people are really nervous that they're betting so big on this metaverse, which in the moment, it's just kind of hard to project if that is going to be the future. So. Overall, the company's growth is slowing as well. So along with this big metaverse bet, which is timing out with the company's slow growth, because it's just gone gangbusters for a really long time. They did 50% growth for a really long stretch for multiple years in 2013, 2014, 2015, uh, and then even all the way up to 2019, they were doing 27% growth, 22% growth in 2020, and then they did 37% growth in 2021. So despite all this slowdown fear, they're still coming off a massive year of 37% growth. But Wall Street's forward-looking in this year, 2022, the company is expected to see its revenue slide 2% year-over-year to about $116 billion and its adjusted earnings are expected to fall 35% year-over-year year to $8.95 per share. And then looking ahead, their earnings are expected to drop again in 2023, uh, down another 11%, even though its revenue is expected to jump back about 4%. So that 
growth or uh, lack thereof, 2% dip on the top line this year and then just 4% growth next year does mark just a stark contrast to a decade of massive top line growth, including 37% growth last year. So this is why the stock has tumbled along with its metaverse bet. The, the, the growth is gone and it's going to become much more of like a simple, slow moving company. And that's why it's been recalibrated totally. Uh, its earnings estimates have tumbled overall, but they've held up recently. So this helps it grab a Zach's rank number three hold. Uh, that said, a ton of the downturn, downturn could already be priced in. Uh, and we should just remember that even though the metaverse bet, it's hard to know if it's paying off, the company is still massive. I mean, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, all those help reach, help meta reach uh, about 3.7 billion people monthly. So their monthly active users were up 4% in Q3 to, as I said, 3.7. Their daily active users were up 4% as well to 2.9 billion which is still nearly 40% of the entire world uh, and actually a far larger chunk if you account for people who actually have access to the internet. And then we should also note that TikTok could be facing a ban, uh, which would be helpful to Meta and all of its platforms as TikTok's a, a huge uh, rival at this moment. And we should note that they are trending back in the right direction. So a Wall Street Journal story that I read this morning was titled, quote, Meta embraces AI as Facebook, Instagram help drive a rebound. So just the subhead, just for quick context, in case you want to go read it, uh, after the roughest year in history, Meta is starting to bounce back. Users are watching its short form videos, ad target is improving, and the social media company is well down the road to recovery, recovering, excuse me, from the impact of privacy changes imposed by Apple. So now let's dig a little deeper into its share price and its valuation to help see if you actually want to consider taking a bite out of Meta, uh, even though its growth is slowing down and it's betting big on the metaverse. So the stock's down about 60% from its highs. It's trading at roughly $150 per share on Friday morning. The last time I looked, it was trading at $300 per share this time last year and closer to $400 before it started to fall in the late summer and fall of 2021. The company is now trading near its COVID lows and at levels it traded at at various periods of 2017 and 2018. It's still up 400% in the last 10 years to double the Zach's tech sector and the S&P. The fall coupled with solid overall earnings. Obviously, the earnings growth is slowing, uh, but it has it trading right in line with the benchmark at 18.3 times forward, 12-month earnings, and below the tech sector at 22 times. So, uh Meta's trading 18.3, as I mentioned, it traded as high as 78 times forward earnings in the last 10 years. Uh, its median is 27.6 times forward earnings. So it's been brought down significantly, obviously, for a reason, because that growth is slowing. So Wall Street's not willing to pay up for a growth that's just not there anymore. We should note, though, that uh, now, uh, now it's trading at a much more mature company valuation. And it has already soared off those November lows. It was trading at $90 per share after that big fall off again after its Q3 release. But this big comeback off those November lows and into 2023 has it right at overbought RSI level. So it might be time to hold off for the moment if you are considering jumping into uh, Meta ahead of earnings. Maybe wait for a pullback. No matter what the results are, you could probably see them selling heading into its earnings results next week. And overall, Wall Street's still pretty high on the stock. There's only one 
sell rating out of all the brokerage recommendations we have alongside 21 ratings that are still strong buys, two buys, and then 12 holds. So overall, Wall Street is still saying Meta is a long-term play here. And especially now at these more reasonable valuation levels for the lack of growth and just much more mature company, it might be worth considering as a long-term play. Uh, we should note that they're also working to cut costs and his balance sheet is still really strong. It has $42 billion in cash, $58 billion in current assets, $179 billion in total assets versus just $23 billion in current liabilities, $55 in total. And we should note, though, uh, Meta in August raised $10 billion for its first ever bond offering to help uh, fund buybacks and some other investments. So they're, they're transitioning to a new stage of the business. And maybe over the last year plus, it's been brought down to size and it might be time to kind of get back in to meta over the long haul. So as I said, though, it's gone on such a big spike. It's kind of hard to believe it's going to go up even if it reports strong results. So maybe look for a pullback after after earnings next week and possibly start nibbling at meta for its new, more mature standing as a, a company that's no longer doing 40, 50% top line growth, but being much more stable and still reaching a massive, massive chunk of the entire world. And the internet ad business is slowing right now and Apple's uh, policies are hurting it, but it's trending back in the right direction. And who knows, maybe this metaverse bet does pay off. And if, if it doesn't slowly pay off, they could they could cut it. Uh, and their, their balance sheet, as I said, is still really strong. So now we're going to take a look at a company who, like Meta, has taken a huge hit in a big fall from grace, and that's Amazon stock. Uh, it, too, made some big bets, and it's facing a major slowdown of, from its huge days of growth. So Amazon is set to release its Q4 fiscal 2022 results on Thursday, February 2nd, so a day after Meta. So we're just going to kind of dive into everything. So Jeff Bezos formally stepped down as Amazon CEO in the summer of 2021. So the new CEO, Andy Jassy, uh, has since been attempting to kind of pull back on rampant spending and just looking for ways to cut costs as their growth slows. So we should note that just the company went on that massive spending spree, and this is just kind of highlights things right off the top. Uh, so excluding results from its cloud business, it lost $8.1 billion in the first nine months of 2022. And that's despite the fact that Amazon generated $28 billion in high margin ad revenue in that same period. So they just went on a massive hiring spree and buying MGM and various things during the, the COVID pandemic, kind of right before uh, Bezos stepped down. So within the last couple months and the last several weeks, we've seen Amazon trying to cut costs. So they're going to lay off 18,000 corporate workers. So that's more than they originally planned for as they're just trying to cut costs. The, that's going to represent about 5% of the corporate workforce. And as I mentioned, this is coming kind of after uh, the pandemic wave of hiring where everyone was shopping from home and everything was going gangbusters for Amazon. Everything was looking like all the businesses they had was fit for that covid era economy but as it's slowing uh they've had to pull back so what is slowing so this year so far uh net sales looking back in q3 sales increased 15 percent to 127 billion north america sales were up 20 percent uh international sales did fall five percent year over year but that uh marked a huge 
the big reason for that was uh, the strong dollar. So it increased 12% when you exclude foreign exchange rates. And then Amazon's uh, cloud business, that AWS segment, increased 27% in the third quarter as well. We should note that Amazon currently grabs about 34% of that cloud business. So massive business that should help the company grow for a very long time. And as I said, it's that high margin business, but which, which without it, Amazon would be a much different company. Uh, and then in terms of e-commerce, the company reportedly grabbed about 38% of e-commerce business in the United States, which crushes everyone else. Second place was Walmart at about 6.3%. So 38 to 6.3 for its next competitor. So that Prime membership is still a big part of their business as well. Uh, the membership costs $139 a year, $15 per month. They also just launched a $5 a month prescription drug plan to further their healthcare push. They're just trying to expand into everything. It's called the RX Pass. So that's something new to look out for. Uh, overall, we should note that the company generated $38 billion in ad revenue and is now the third largest uh, U.S. digital ad player. So that's a, a big booming business that's going to go a long way as well. Uh, but as I mentioned, they've kind of just they've kind of spread themselves a little thin. They want to get back to the, the core of everything and stop expanding at such a rapid pace as their growth slows down overall. Uh, Wall Street is now or in our results will or our estimates will show that in a second, Amazon's expected to show its first ever year of percentage revenue growth in the single digits. Uh, its operating margin has fallen by more than half from the previous year as well. And obviously, Wall Street hasn't been kind to that uh, with the stock down huge for good reason. Um, Amazon has also shed more than a trillion dollars in market cap, which we're going to get to kind of as well. Uh, Amazon, though, until this point, had managed to really defy the law of large numbers, which means that as your your top line actual figure gets bigger and bigger, those year over year growth figures are harder and harder to come by. Which another thing for Meta as well, people are just so used to these massive, massive growth years. I mean, uh, Amazon did 22% revenue growth in 2021, 38% in 2020, 21% in 2019, 31% in 2018. You get the picture. It's just massive growth, especially when the company was pulling in hundreds of billions of dollars. Uh, but that's going to get a lot harder, and we're going to see that it's going to fade away this year. So 2022, we're calling for about 9% revenue growth to $510 billion, and then another 9% to about $557 billion. So still massive growth and a massive addition on the top line, but just no longer the days of 20, 30% growth, which is a big reason why the stock is down so much. And then it's actually expected to post an adjusted loss of 14 cents per share compared to $3.24 per share last year. Thankfully, it's expected to bounce back in a big way in 2023, but still come in well below those 2021 levels as they try to determine where they can cut costs and just keep their operating margins high. So that's a big thing that the new CEO is going to be tasked with after Jeff Bezos kind of went on a big spending spree. So overall, their earnings estimates have continued to trend lower for both 2022 and 2023. And some of their most recent estimates, which are those most accurate estimates we have at Zach's, are also trending in the wrong direction. So we could see another earnings miss. They've now missed earnings three times in a row. 
Amazon does land as actually number three hold right now. But as I mentioned, uh, I would probably not consider buying it right into earnings. It's gone on a big, big bounce heading into earnings. Uh, so in terms of the stock price now, we'll go over there and look at that. So Amazon stock is up over uh, 2,500 percent in the last 15 years versus its sectors 275 percent and the S&P 500 is 200 percent. Uh, but it is down around 45% from those summer 2021 peaks uh, and trading around where it was in parts of 2018. But the stock is also up over 20% in 2023 after it touched near its COVID lows. It was up 3% the last time it looked in morning trading on Friday to around $102 per share. Uh, let's also remember that it did a 20 for one stock split back in June of 2022. So that's why the, the share price is more attractive than it was when it was in the thousands. And in terms of valuation, it's still really high. It's trading at 60 times forward 12-month earnings. Uh, it obviously traded much higher than that before. It traded at 600 times at one point in the past 10 years uh, and 163 times in the past five, those highs, but still really high valuation and certainly not cheap on the valuation front. Uh, and its recent climb has it right near overbought RSI levels as well. So both Amazon and Meta look like stocks you could maybe start to nibble at after earnings and see if Wall Street takes another chunk off them. I mean, if they go back to the levels they were at before this recent pop back, certainly worth diving into. As I said, though, right now they've just gone on such big runs and the market seems a little overheated at the moment that unless they have gangbuster reports, I, I see a pullback coming, coming no matter what. But both these stocks have been hit hard. Their growth is slowing. They're still amazing companies, though, that run very key, valuable businesses kind of in key parts of the economy that are going to continue to grow. But just when you're pulling in that kind of money, the growth is slowing. They've come off two huge years, and uh, they're now looking towards the future. And I, th I think they're both worth considering in the long run, but probably after earnings. And you kind of see where they're going to head in terms of the price and where their guidance comes. So that does it for another episode of Full Court Finance. Until next time, I'm your host, Ben Rains. And remember, if you have any questions, please feel free to shoot us an email over at podcast at sachs.com. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.